Welcome to Insider Coaching for Educators, where we explore the insider knowledge that coaches gain from doing the work with diverse groups of teachers and educational leaders. Join us in mindfulness practice and conversation to delve into those pieces of insider knowledge that we've all learned along the way. Whether you've been coaching for one month or for 20 years, we're so glad you're here and we're thrilled to be learning with and from you. Hello and welcome to episode eight, our third installment of Coaching Can Be Lonely. Last week, Laura and I talked about uh, different ways that we could combat loneliness, and we discussed a blog uh, written by Fiona Robinson. And this week, Laura had the opportunity to chat with Fiona. So you're not going to hear much of Laura and I talking to each other. You're going to get the opportunity to hear Laura and Fiona discussing Fiona's evolving thoughts around coach loneliness. It's really great. And I'm so excited she was able to join us. But before we get into that interview, let's take a little moment for some mindfulness. So go ahead and find a comfortable seat or a nice pace if you're walking. If it's safe for you to do, close your eyes. Bring one hand to rest on your heart. Feel your hand on your heart. Feel the love that you have for yourself. And the love that you have for your community. Recognize that that love is there, that you can draw upon your own love and the love of your community at any time. Let this possibility, this opportunity, and this remembrance you connected to yourself and to others. Keep you connected to your heart. With your hand on your heart, take a deep breath in. Let it go. Do that one more time in. And out. Gently release your hand. And please enjoy Laura's conversation with Fiona. So I am here um, thrilled to interview Fiona Robertson, who was a student of mine in a course that I taught a number of years ago. And Fiona, do you mind telling us where you are right now, where you're working? 
Yes, I'm at a school in Ho Chi Minh City, an international school in Ho Chi Minh City in Vietnam. And when I met Fiona um, in my course, she was teaching in Johannesburg, and she's also taught a number of other places prior to that. Do you mind telling us what other international schools you've been? Um, yeah, I can tell you locations. It's easier. Um, so yeah, I've taught in Johannesburg there at um, the on a, at the American International School um, of Johannesburg. I have taught in Dubai. Um, I have taught in London, or out of London, and I have also taught in Lima, Peru, and Australia. I'm Australian. I started there. I can hear it in the accent. <laughs> and I, um, you and I, just a moment ago, were talking a little bit about the um, some of the reasons why coaches are lonely in their roles, and I'm particularly excited to be talking to Fiona because uh, Nicole and I both came across her blog post separately, um, a post that she wrote a number of years ago about the, the reasons why coaching can be lonely and what coaches can do about it. And as you and I were talking, Fiona, you mentioned that your perspective on that has changed a bit in the last few years, even since you wrote that blog post. Do you mind sharing a little bit about what, what you mean by that? Yeah, so um, I was kind of describing how um, I've come to realize that, yes, there are things we can do ourselves when it comes and strategies we can we can use, which I've written about, but I've come to realize that um, loneliness is, is a two-way street um, and that actually, yes, we have responsibilities to address feeling lonely, but also that institutions have responsibilities to the people in their organizations um, to either alleviate or provide um, systems and structures and, and change culture so that people don't feel lonely. And you have such a unique, um, broad perspective around this topic because you've been in so many different school systems, both uh, just given um, the wide range of countries and cultures that you've taught in. Can you tell us a little bit about what you what you see organizations doing that helps? Yeah, so I think my even my approach with how I, I work school-wide um, has changed a little bit. And a lot of it has to do with um, a kind of elevating, and this sounds really um, basic, but it's about elevating teachers their practice and um and the connections between them I actually just this morning had an example of this where we're um I'm helping to support uh kind of action research teams a bit like PLCs across our community and um teachers I think part of a contributor to loneliness is that um misunderstanding about coaches roles in in schools as being pseudo administrative um, or, lead, or leadershipy, and they they are leaders, they are influencers, but um, but not line managers. And um, people were asking me about. Ultimately, it was seeking permission to do things, and I find myself saying very, very clearly, "We work at you know, you are my peer, you're an adult. Everyone here is adults. Everyone has um, editing access to all of these documents. We are here to change and." influence and do all that for everybody so you don't need to seek my permission I trust you 
to be doing the best thing for you and for our organization. And those sorts of connections can really change um, and believe it or not, those permissions for want of a better word, um, can really break down some of the barriers between people feeling trusted um, and feeling like you are, you are your, you, I guess suppose that sense of collective and collective responsibility to each other um, can really make a difference. And I love how you just, you described how you're doing that. Um, And as a coach in a position where you are able to give permission to the teachers you're working with to truly be part of that collective, what do you need from the administration in order to be able to do that? Yeah, it's actually the best question because I think that um, I think I have stepped into um, a leadership, a change in leadership structure, if you will, away from traditional hierarchies into a significantly more distributive um, model. Um, And what that does, and it's hard, can I say that people are very comfortable with hierarchy. It it makes you feel more safe, if you will, to know um, who is is manager and who is not, but it also creates... um, a lot of divide. So um, I think leadership taking different ideas uh, or, or adopting different ideas of what does it mean to lead? Um, how do we distribute responsibility? So more people, um, it speaks to that collective efficacy piece, right? The more that teachers are empowered um, and not just empowered, but we believe and we spread a belief that we all um, have voice that is worthy, that can have impact. And actually you go right ahead and, and make those decisions um, changes the way that people see each other. But it is, it is challenging at first because it can feel quite unsafe. And I still sometimes have moments where I think, okay, am I going to have to beg for forgiveness for this later? Um, but uh, it really does change the way that people feel valued. And therefore, if the more we feel valued, the more we trust the people around us. Yes. And uh, Nicole and I have actually spoken about that multiple multiple times in this podcast so far that really our core goal as coaches is to ensure that people feel valued and that they see us as um, members of a support system that can really take them from where they are to where they want to be in terms of their instruction. And you've had an opportunity at to be part of this work and to function as a coach in multiple spaces now um have you felt like you've had that opportunity to create you know to give teachers permission and to create space for them to truly feel valued within the organization have you had that opportunity in every space where you've coached um I have but the difference between um I think it's it's we can we can say that uh, permission is granted for want of a better expression um but the reality of people actually feeling like they can that's a totally different thing and I'm not suggesting that where I am now is perfect we're in a very much a building phase um I've I've likened it to um kind of shedding allowing ourselves to shed um comforts but also restrictions that we take as part of the institution of schools um, so I think that that's something that 
uh, I think that's something that has existed in other schools for me and the belief has been there from leadership. But the feeling potentially because of structures, often because of legacy, Mm -hmm. um, legacy takes a long time to break down. Um, And often in international situations, um, unlike when you are working in your home country, there's a lot of movement um, in international schools and a lot of um, transferring of of faculty. So in some ways that provides a a quick, potentially quicker change. But yeah, I I would say that I've always had the ability um, to to do that, but whether the culture allowed that to happen um, realistically, not necessarily. As Peter Drucker would say, culture eats strategy for breakfast, right? Right. So you can have the best strategy in place and if the culture doesn't allow it, yeah. I know your time is limited right now, Fiona, and I just wanna say thank you. I'm so grateful that we, that I found your (laughs) writing and was able to reconnect with you. Do you mind telling us the name of your blog? Sure. Um, Yeah, I started a blog a few years ago. I was saying just to, um, as someone who was was consuming a lot of amazing expertise of other coaches, and I realized that just because I was on a learning journey as a coach um, didn't mean that I didn't have something to contribute. So my my blog is called The Curious Coach, um, and it's thecuriouscoach.net if you'd like to check it out. And it's beautifully written. And Fiona also includes some amazing photographs that she's taken from all the incredible places she lived. So please do um, check that out. And thank you so much for being willing to join us. And I hope we can continue talking. It was such an informative and great conversation. Thank you so much, Laura, for taking the time to chat with Fiona. And Fiona, thank you for sharing your wisdom with our community. It was really, really great to hear. And I loved the idea that this is not just an individual thing. This is a systemic issue. And we can't just expect individuals to solve loneliness. So one of the things that Fiona talked about was giving teachers permission to contribute their voice to change. So for our take action this week, we'd really like you to think of one way that you could give one teacher that permission to contribute to a change going on in their building. As always, at the end of each episode, we're going to ask you to share a piece of insider knowledge that you've gained in your coaching experience. Please share them with us on our social, Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter, or check us out on our website, Insider Coaching for Educators with the number four. See you next episode.